Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. Just gone for, we've just come off air. Max in for Paul today. We're by the photocopier because the studio's in use. Andy is photocopying his buttocks as we speak. And it's time for the podcast. Andy, stop that. What's on? Uh, we, it's Martin Kellner with his week of sport and TV. Uh, two special guests in the studio today. Uh, Tom Davis and Simon Day, they got their new sitcom starting tonight, King Gary. It's going to be very funny. They were in great form. And we had a bit of a chat at the top of the show. We did, and it was marvellous. And I hope you enjoy this. Paul is back on Monday. Normal service is resumed. Andy is a star of the broadcasting world. And may his reign live on forever. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, I'm going to start with this story. I love this story. It's a good good one, actually. Fitness fanatic Lewis Pugh. Hello, Lewis. Of Cape Town, South Africa, will swim one kilometre in a lake in Antarctica wearing just his trunks to Mm. raise environmental awareness. And I was thinking, those temperatures about all we'd be raising, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) That is quite a skill, isn't it? I once did the London Triathlon, Mm. and um, I, I wasn't meant to be doing it. I did the relay. And uh, uh, t- one of my friends dropped out, three people. They said, look, can you do the swimming leg? I was like, well, I'll tell you what, go to the local swimming baths and see if I can do 1,500 metres. And I did it, and I was like, yeah, I can do it. Oh, that's quite and impressive. Was, Thank you, very, very kind of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, it wasn't, I didn't set a world record. You no, know, but even Adrian so, Morehouse was not worried well, I mean, about me. How many me. lengths? 25-metre lengths? And we're not going to get into mental. <laughs> 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 we did yesterday. <laughs> don't get into, don't get into don't long division this early in the move, show. Move the decimal point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I arrived arrived at the London docks and uh, and I was handed a wetsuit. I didn't realise it was going to be in the dock. I thought it would be in a pool. (laughs) And so I put this thing on and then I jumped in and honestly for that second I thought I was going to die. I just thought I had to get out. Was it cold even wearing the wetsuit? When you get in, it's only like 10 seconds, 30 seconds Mm. that you feel so cold. You're no Lewis Pugh. No, I'm not. (laughs) And the buzzer went and I got kicked right in the groin and I was the only person of the entire field doing breaststroke. (laughs) It was generally a humiliating day. 
Not ideal, really. Mm, now, Andy. Yes. Um, uh, okay, it, yeah, this is good. This is a. Uh, oh, that is so. Is it? Good oh, no, it. sorry, it's a vignette. I thought you were going to set up the call. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, so no, I'll do no, one, no, I'll no. one vignette. Thank okay. you. Sure. Uh, Spain's Christmas lottery, El Gordo, uh, the world's biggest, paying out a total of 2.3 billion. That's what it means. In yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, named after many talk sport <laughs> presenters. Uh, when, when journalists. <laughs> I'm a bit El Gordo myself <laughs> after Christmas. Uh, when journalist Natalia Escudero discovered she'd had the winning ticket during mm. a live report, on the draw. She screamed with delight and resigned on the spot, shouting, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. <laughs> she later realised she'd only won €5,000. Uh-huh. <laughs> Escudero <laughs> apologised <laughs> for any confusion caused, but pointed out that her report was partly true. She is going on holiday, uh, she says. Well, it's 5000 mm. I did decide that I'd, I'd probably do something similar, but I'd have to pay Paul a sort of fee the escape fee. <laughs> oh, really? is, that, is that how he's got you? Yeah. Are you here against your will? No, not well, you've really. come in today. No one forced you in, <laughs> did they? Do you know what? I woke oh, up. Yeah. At, I, I woke up. At, I didn't get a good night's sleep. Oh, so I woke you, up yeah. at two in the morning, right. and all I could think, literally, I woke up and I thought, "How do you pronounce Connor Harrahan?" <laughs> 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 this is genuinely true. Yeah. And then I thought, then I couldn't remember Horahan or Harahan. And then. And then, I, then I couldn't sleep because I was finding it so ridiculous that other people would be awake at night <laughs> worrying about their children or their mortgages, and there I am wondering how to pronounce Conor Horan. Anyway, okay, so here we here we are. This oh, is a, this okay. is a tweet sent yesterday. Many of you will see it by a man called Martin, who says, "I recently inquired to a football team, bit of five-a-side fun. Uh, what I got in response is biblical." He says, "A fourteen-page club guide, one four <laughs> for a five-a-side team. Within it." is absolute footballing gold, the highlights of which I'm going to share with you now. So it's, uh, I'll read a few of them out for you. It's basically very dictatorial. It's very, it is draconian, right? Mm. Martin says, uh, this five-a-side team has a director of football. This should have been <laughs> enough to make me stop reading from page one, but <laughs> I carried on. Here he goes. Um, uh, the, the rules and procedures are written by someone who has been organising football for 40 years and works in an industry that relies on processes. The philosophy of the football club is to provide quality football, but to achieve this, all members must be following the same rules and processes and pulling on the same direction. Those who don't are punished until they do. <laughs> There we go. Um, a three-week ban if you don't read the book. It says, if you have a question about how the club's, club's organised and run, the answer's in this document. If you think you need to ask a question, please free, feel free to ask the director of football using WhatsApp. However, if the answer to the question is in the document, expect a mandatory three-week suspension. They <laughs> said, never be afraid to ask a question. How do they ever get any team? Everyone's getting suspended, aren't they, for everything in this uh, um, situation? Uh, the reply must be received before the next day message is sent. Do not attempt to backdate a reply for a previous message. This will be ignored as it causes confusion and a three-week suspension will be issued to that player who caused confusion. Oh, a three-week suspension. Uh, exactly. Uh, no chit-chat on the WhatsApp group. Any member replying anything other than their ID followed by their availability will be suspended for three weeks. Three weeks. Um, uh, a three-week ban for withdrawing after selection whatever the reason. <laughs> whatever. Well, well, I, I've broken my tibia. Yeah. I don't care. 32-week uh, ban. 32 obviously, mm. if you don't bother turning up, whatever the reason. Um, reserves who don't make themselves available to play up to one hour before kickoff receive a three-week suspension. Three weeks, so you're not three picked. <laughs> you're not picked. <laughs> but you, you've, you've got to be available. <laughs> you choose to go out for the day. You've got to be available. He does realise this fellow, that people aren't getting paid, that it's supposed to be fun. Uh, it's totally amazing. And it goes on and on and on and on. And then at the end, uh, it has this amazing thing where it says, how good are you? And to join, it says, name, age, favourite position, favourite foot, 
And then it says, how many keepy-ups can you do with three attempts in the back garden? Your best score, one to 100. I don't know, I've been banned for three weeks. <laughs> exactly, how fit are you for your age? One to 10. So listen, we would love to hear stories about um, over enthusiastic uh, or draconian managers or just yeah. anybody who you play amateur sport who with who takes it too seriously who takes it too seriously mm. please 81089 uh, uh, you can tweet at Max Rushton at TS H&J um, you know we, do you want a phone call you don't want a phone call I think we're too busy aren't we <laughs> <laughs> Well, we could break the habit of a lifetime. Go on, then. If it's a really good story of your draconian managers... Yeah, because it'd probably take a bit of time to sort of to get through it rather it, yeah. than write it Absolutely. out. Absolutely. 08717. Mm. And it's very rare Andy lets you ring him. So really take this opportunity. If it's 08... no good, you're fired. OK, I'm... You're banned three for three weeks. weeks. No, three 32 weeks. weeks suspension <laughs> if we take a call that's rubbish. 08717. <laughs> Huge pressure on me. Don't let me down. 08717 Anything else, Andy? Yes, I just want to... Obviously, of course, loads and loads in the papers today about the royal defection. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Push, pushing both, for transfer all the tabloids January. have de devoted their whole of their letters column to because of course people are interested in this. But I do love this one from Taxpayer B who wrote to the Daily Star. And obviously this is a typo, but this is how it starts. What a winger Harry is. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Moore is a wide midfield man myself. Do you mean Winger? I mean, I think, you know, I feel it's too early in his career to move to the Canadian Premier League. I don't know about you. I do too. I, I really think he had something to offer, at least championship level. I love, I love the people at Two Swords. They're, they're, not, they're nothing if not opportunistic. That's ridiculous, I know. isn't it? They've already got rid of them. So I was thinking, who would you like to reply? I'm going for the Crankies. You want to put the Crankies in, <laughs> what, into two, Madame Two Swords or straight into the royal family? No, into this thing, because basically it's the, the Queen and Prince Philip, mm -hmm. uh, Kate and Wills. Yes. And it was Harry and Meghan, but Harry and Meghan have been moved. So there's a sort of very conspicuous gap. Now. Yeah. Well, I think it shouldn't just be into Madame Two Swords. It's, it's which couple should be brought into the in fact this is a reality show this is this is i mean forget the masked singer we get couples to on we should pitch this this could be this could be the new x factor yeah. you could be the couple to join the royal family if the royal family want to get into you know they want to make themselves more modern what well, there's no better way what about the if the winners of love island right the couple that win love island unless they're all eaten by that baboon that's running about outside maybe they become the duke and duchess of sussex but why not hey eh? and my favorite line about the royal wedding that i saw was marina hyde in the in the guardian saying you know it it all seems a, a little bit Middle management speak. I'm not sure it's for oneself to describe yourself as senior members of the royal family in print. Either way, the pair omitted to inform their line manager, brackets, the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Good afternoon. You are listening to uh, Talk Sports. Talk to <laughs> and Jacobs. Uh, Max in for Paul today's back on Monday. Uh, Andy alongside me. Very pleased to welcome mm. to the studio um, actors, comedians Tom Davis and Simon Day. Tom was a massive West Ham fan. Simon, big Spurs fan. Uh, to talk about King Gary, uh, which is on at nine thirty tonight on BBC One. How are you, gentlemen? Very well. Very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Um, is nervous. That, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a good preview, sir. We're in the paper today. Which one? Uh, Mike Ward gave it a very nice oh, right wow. cool. yeah. I thought, yeah. The reviews have been very nice. Been very, I mean, just, kind. Yes, by nature, we're very anxious. I'm, I'm an anxious kind of man. Are I wish, you? Are you? Cause, yeah. And have you always been with everything you've put out? You've always sort of. I wasn't particularly anxious when I was scaffolding. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially more dangerous as well, right? I anxious about heights. But, um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I think the murder successful was so cult, I was never too worried about it. This is yeah. the first thing that I've done that's 
mainstream, mainstream, mm. and it's BBC One, and you're stepping into the shoes of some of my favourite shows, and yeah, I mean... People are a bit like, oh, BBC One, right, OK. Yeah. Um, as Simon throughout when we were writing, he used to text me and call it the Chav sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's nerve-wracking, isn't it, Si? Yeah, it is, yeah. But I mean... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, did you, yeah, they know the story. Would you like to explain to them the story? Of the well, show? you ought to tell us a bit about what it's about because we've I've I've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it. But oh, tell people who haven't seen it. Unbelievable! He's been out of the pilot. Do your visa. <laughs> Chris had seen four episodes earlier. Chris, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, been watching that. And, sex and education the works for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's about. It's essentially, I suppose, about sort of London suburbia. It's about. Uh, what we call a geezer diva by the name of Gary King, so he's my character, and he's sort of him sort of going through his aspirational life and, and sort of he's, you know, him and his wife, but the sort of main bit is between him and his dad and mm, sort of yeah. being in the shadow. Basically, I'm, I'm horrible to him, I sort of bully him. He's taken over my successful property maintenance company. You know, he's six foot eight, he talks the talk, walks the walk, but essentially he's quite a sensitive, nice boy. And... You know, I basically am on him. Everything he does, I attack, put down. <laughs> and also, whenever anything happens, they say, I'll get your dad to do it. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. no, I'll do it on my own. It's <laughs> essentially that look at that sort of older generation of guys who are sort of from the flats who are a little bit more rougher and then they've sort of moved out and their sort of sons have been sort of, you know, cotton wool's been wrapped around them slightly. And, uh, yeah, he sort of is... I mean, his dad's his biggest critic and he doesn't really come in for much praise. When you've when you've done something as successful and as as good as murdering successful, is it is it easy to get a BBC One sitcom? Do they just say here, or, or is no, that a really no, stressful no, process? No, it's a massive. I mean, it's a massive honour to be asked to do it, and it was, you know, it was it was something that we sort of talked to them sort of about, and and but then you really have to you have to find the right, the, the right way of doing it within you, you've got to make it your own i think the worst thing that we could have done is sort of try to sort of to follow the formula it had to be very much us and and sort of there's a lot of parameters with bbc one where right. you, you can't sort of just do a sort of standard dark bbc two odd sitcom you know it has to be a family you know themed show yeah it's funny how that's still a thing, isn't it? Yeah, that, that one button on a on a remote control makes people's sort of sensitivity but so different. Me and Simon were saying just before we came on that it, it's sort of this is a real sitcom. Sitcom is there's not a lot out there like that, and I think as silly as it sounds, there's so much comedy now and comedy that's great. There's sort of this dark comedy or dramedy or whatever you're going to call it. This is, you know, unapologetically a real. It's a sitcom with laughs. It's, it's got a big heart to it, and I think that's the thing that we. For, for the big thing for me when when we first started talking about it is who do you get in? Simon was for us in the BBC I've, Simon, I'm a massive fan of Simon and <laughs> they sort of didn't feel anyone else who could realistically play my dad if you see my dad he yeah. looks like Simon really um, and what and a fun thing to do to have a list of things going I'd like him 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 you know. there wasn't Even a list he's six but, inches taller than me so and only three I'm years younger tell him off <laughs> and be there's a match there's one part where he's having a problem with a hard man and I come to sort of help him out and, and he's sort of he's, he's six inches taller than me and I'm trying to tell him off and people go God you look so small next to <laughs> so that's quite odd and you, you, Romish is in it he was in the yeah. pilot and he's, yeah, yeah. he's in the series and you, of course you work with him on uh, Judge Romish which yeah. is quite yeah, I've worked with him on a quite a Judge yeah. Romesh and we did uh, League of Their Own. And, it's good uh, to get Romesh some TV work. Cause he yeah, needs, exactly. He needs it. I think, you know, everyone keeps saying to me about this, but he is un unbelievably good. Yeah. It's like, I think it's just sort of, when I was doing uh, a lot of the press interviews, people kept on sort of saying about it and I'm like, 
he's a very close friend, a dear friend, but he's also this, he's a phenomenal comedy actor. I was, again, it was sort of Simon Womesh and Laura Chetley, we were like, they were the people, when you're building that world yeah. in your head, they were like, these are the people that are going to inhabit it. But, um, yeah, he's, I mean... His own sitcom's fun too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like I say, I mean, he is, yeah, He annoying. plays the slightly odd neighbour, doesn't he? Yeah. Passive aggressive neighbour. Yeah, yeah. I've got this image of, you know, when you go to BBC One, that there's sort of someone with a clipboard saying, you can do this, you can't do this, you can do this. Is it, is it like that or not? I've been told that by people, uh, Reese Thomas told me that, he, he had a list once, but that was for a different channel, and, and it was quite extraordinary, the list of things. Whether they, that actually, they insist on all those things, I don't know. We've, uh, no, not really, I think we've, with we'd, we'd done the pilot, Shane and Alex at the BBC were very much, you know, build this world yourselves. You know, uh, the 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 thing, the big thing was once once we'd done the pilot, is like let's just get rid of the swearing and get rid of anything that's too grotesque, anything you know. Mm. So that was the sort of biggest thing is just getting rid of that because we were we we went from a show that was sort of I think it was at ten thirty the pilot and then. The, this now goes out at 9.30 and you kind of want to go back to that throwback time where you, anyone from the family, you know, your grandparents can watch it, sort of older teenagers can watch it. You know, when I was younger, you sort of, it was a hello time to sit with your family and watch funny television. Where, you know. Have you got six episodes? Six episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the thing with sitcoms, and this, I always think it's when they're commissioning, they should commission, commission two series. Yeah. The, the history of sitcoms, so yeah. many times, people didn't quite take to it and suddenly yeah. it's become this massive thing. It's that you know what's the thing about Murder and Successful that makes me laugh more than is that it was on for three years and we had a nice enough audience. It was very cult as a show if you liked it, if you knew it. You know, it was never publicised massively, and now it's gone on iPlayer and King Gary's there, and more people have come to it and they're like, uh, "What are you doing any more of this?" And you're like, "No, I've, I've not done it for <laughs> it was, like three years." And it's true. It's I was one of those people that was like most things. I'm sort of two, three years late to it, and, and, and I and I found Murder and Successful, and it was one of those things where you were like, "I've got, I've still got some to watch," and I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, and that joyful. I don't know the. The uh, Martin Kemp, yeah, yeah, when he loses it, is one of the best moments of telly for years. I, th I don't, I'm oh, not saying you. that. Just, I'm not trying to just smoke, blow smoke up your back through there. It is. I don't know anyone who could watch that scene and not be just weeping it, with laughing themselves. It was, yeah. I mean, it, like genuinely, a, a show of me and James, who, who uh, I do everything with. We write and direct, he directs and. You know, that was it was an incredible show to make on the basis you could just it, the wheels could fall. Yeah, you know, we were doing this and you're sort of you know working with Simon and and you know incredible actors and and people incredible. that make you uh, laugh. But uh, <laughs> but it's successful that the wheels could fall off the car at any time and you could literally just be in a. You know, I remember doing the one with White House and I was like Paul Paul sort of been lovely to me since I started out and. Uh, but when he was doing that scene with Paul and he was playing Len, I was like, he, I just couldn't keep it together. I've never laughed so much. And then I was looking at him thinking, at some point, White House, it was freezing cold and White House is at one point laughing along and then I could see him change going... Yeah, he does you know, that. Two hours longer, you know. Um, yeah, it's been the same with Chris Kamara, isn't it? Same yeah. sort of thing. Uh, Chris yeah, yeah. Kamara one was brilliant. Too. Yeah, man. It's Talking of Paul White House, I saw that the, the, you were talking about the Fast Show, about people course, would love it to return... Yes. But it's the budgets, isn't it? Which is a, makes your sh the fact that you've got a sitcom on even better, really. Well, yeah, I mean, reluctant, I mean, aren't they, to spend the thing money is, on this comedy. is new. That, that that that's that's the good thing about it is a new comedy, isn't it? And I think um, you know, everyone talks about doing the fast show again. It would be great and and blah blah. But I, I'm actually not so sure it would be because people are remembering a memory of how they felt at that time, and suddenly you're back on with your crow's feet and you. You sort of you sort of bagging necks. They're going. This is not as funny. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, this, I, it was. 
I think for me and James, it was one of our biggest inspirations. It, like the, the the thing for me is if you grew up in a working class because of Simon and Paul, it it felt so like I can't think of a show that just had such an impact. The writing was phenomenal, John Thompson, and it just felt at the edge to it of that sort of. It didn't feel like footlights and loads of people sort of like sort of sitting about sort of back slapping it felt like it would be an absolute joy to be on set and, and just yeah sort of archaic kind of a bit of, you know, archaic as well you know was, yeah yeah I love it I'd love to see it back um, say. Tom well, Davis Simon Day in the studio uh, we'll do a bit of football next with you oh, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast Good afternoon, you are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sports. Uh, Max in for Paul today. Uh, brought to you with Green King for atmosphere. You can't get it home. Head to your local Green King pub to watch all the FA Cup action this January. Your home of pub sports. Uh, Tom Davis and Simon Day with us in the studio. Um, uh, King Gary, their sitcom is on BBC One at 9.30 tonight. Uh, Simon, you are Spurs. And yes. Tom, you are West Ham. Yes. Now, I was listening to the Quickly Kevin podcast, which is excellent. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Josh Whittakin's mm-hmm. pods. And you were on it and you told a story about how you met your hero. And I... I, w- I don't know if it's a 20 past 2 p.m. story, but I think I can trust yeah. you. Uh, we, it was when we were filming King Gary, actually, and we were over in uh, Winnie Chigwell, and uh, I went out for a breakfast. The hotel I was staying in had a Bobbins breakfast. It was terrible, so I'd sort of try and find a perfect breakfast. And uh, so I go have breakfast, and uh, I, after the breakfast, I go for a turnout. Um, or, you know, uh, you use the facilities. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, as, I'm trying as, to think one, of a, as one does. I don't want to say the word poo because I think it's a, <laughs> you're allowed it once, yeah, you're allowed yeah, once yeah, an yeah. hour. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for a poo. That's twice. Um, <laughs> I come out of the toilet and Joe Cole was standing there, and I, I sometimes forget that I'm a giant and I'm sort of like a mess. I lose my mind. I'm like a sort of. How like, tall is Joe Cole? Just he's for the listeners. Pretty t- <laughs> five, five, eight. Five, eight, five, eight, five, eight, five, eight, five, eight. If we're being kind, yeah, yeah. And but I, I become like a ten-year-old fanboy, and I'm like. God, Joe, how you doing, mate? And all this, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. But he's trying to get in a toilet. He's seen me just come out of it. And he, does he know who you are? Uh, I don't think he had right, any okay, clue who right. I was. And, and he's no, one I just of your think heroes, he just right? Thinks, yeah, I'm a guy who's come out of the toilet. <laughs> and then I, all my back of my mind is, oh, I need that smell to clear. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing my best. And yeah, so I tried to keep him talking with a neighing conversation. <laughs> and uh, Joe was just like trying to get round me. And I was like, I don't really want to go in there. And he, yeah, he went in and I sort of saw him look back. You know, at the end of the Titanic when, uh, <laughs> when Billy Zane's going down on the lifeboat and he looks up and sees <laughs> all the people left behind. It was a little bit like that, yeah. And, and then I, I did the really embarrassing thing of sort of DMing him uh, on, on sort of Instagram. He never got back to me. So, uh, yeah. I'm surprised, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy. <laughs> hey, 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 you know where I'm He's actually a good pundit, Joe Cole. He's he is good, yeah. Oh, you know what? He's I'd a really nice guy him. as well. I'd love to see him go to West Ham as a coach. Well, I think he's it's mooted, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're, love, they're talking about it at the moment. So. Genuinely, I think yeah. he'd be amazing. I think his love for the club is incredible. He's, he's, uh, he's, his football brain is... I mean, he was, like I'd say that on there as well. Joe Cole. Mate, <laughs> to watch that kid play. Yeah, a good player. When he came through, man, he was he was that team. Well, I look back at that. Uh, I think I saw that quickly. Kevin podcast is you sort of realise that even with Declan Rice and and whatever, and you sort of enjoy those players while they're there. Because I did generally think when they were coming through, you're like, oh, we're gonna have these players forever. And then you know, you that that was a hallow time. Rio, Frank. You know, they were just, yeah, it was a joy to... And, to and Upton Park, right? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, let's not get into that. I don't want to... It's better, though, to be fair. I mean, yeah, it has been, yeah. It is yeah. better now. It's got livery, it's got the 
burgundy thing, the yeah. carrot thing around it. It's, it. It's felt more like home this yeah. this, this, this season. It's, it's it's certainly moved on. I think. Mm. And and I, you know, I'm not. I, I sort of do think with um, Moyes. I think Moyes comes in. I think hopefully steadies the ship a little bit. I think it's actually kind of what we should have done anyway. I think whether Pellegrini was ever right for the club. I, I think looking at the last two games, Moyes has certainly got them playing for him. And I think, you know, to, to structure this side and to structure us as a club going forward, I think I think it's the worst thing in the world. They're know. playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah. 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 At the same time, it's, it's a, a bit of a clash with King Gary. Yeah, us versus Sheffield United. So it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a zig, sort of ziggy. Oh, the crowd will be watching it on the beach. Hopefully, we're... <laughs> 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 well, suggest that. West Ham <laughs> will be 3-0 up by 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right. I'd suggest oh, I you know, to make VAR more interesting, you yeah. could put something... We thought, you know, Nigella's quick meals on the on the big screen, you know, just something to take... They could just stick it up there. Stick on King Gary in the background. I'm hoping, yeah, that we're 3-0 up and people sort of... Oh, I should might watch that that show. I mean, yeah, it's two thousand and twenty. I always find it amazing the way managers can seem to have this effect, though. Mm, Comes I in agree. boys, and yeah. suddenly Noble scores two goals. I mean, he wasn't playing well. Let's get it right, was he, Noble? No, it's actually, and, and just funny. just it completely galvanises everyone. I just I don't. They're all professional players. I know they give them a team talk. We're going to do this. Maybe yeah. you know you. you Sort out the defence if they're leaking goals, but, it, it, but it normally so often that there's always a reaction. Isn't and, yeah. and Jose did it for five minutes, and now yeah. <laughs> oh, how are you finding it? Um, I, I think a lot of people thought, "How is this going to work?" Because he like he needs to spend money. Mm. Levy doesn't want to spend any money. He's been really unlucky with injuries. I mean, the injuries now are, are quite, you know, terrifying, aren't they? And yeah. Domblay, we almost going, yeah, but that and Domblay's good. He obviously's got he something. He is good, but he is good. He's got something wrong with him, isn't he? Mm. But I mean, the, the, the idea that and I, Spurs are my big team who win things, right? So yeah. I'm not getting in trouble for saying that. But um, Jose came in, and I was sort of obviously with the love that everyone had for Pochettino immediately yeah. overnight I was yeah. like how can they do this, this is a disaster Jose a disaster and then within five minutes you know I think by sort of the first game I thought actually this could work and then the yeah. results were good yeah. but now you feel that mask has slipped and I, then I feel an idiot for everything I exactly, believe exactly, it right, exactly right. Yeah. everyone went no it's going to be good Marino you wait and see but he basically just said lob it up to the strikers <laughs> yeah. didn't he? and that's sort of not worked I, I just think you know they still need uh, to replace Ericsson you know um, at some point but it is odd to hear him say, for example, he was talking about Kane and Kane being out. And then yeah. they said, he said, but I can't play Son there. Son's not a centre. And you think, well, that's exactly what Poch did when yeah. Kane was yeah. out. Son was brilliant. You wonder why. It's almost as if he didn't watch Spurs. It's quite a strange I comment. Know. I I personally, I think he's past his best. I think I think you cannot have that intense level of success for a, for a, for too long. I think I personally think that, you know, he's kind of not what he was. But we'll see. Apart from Andy, has had that. that Andy's that success. That success. Andy's that the Alex I'm not sure my microphone's working. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Or my headphones. Something's not working. Yeah, you yeah. seem to be working. Am I? Chelsea. What are you always looking for? Someone. <laughs> so am I still working? Does well, someone turn know. Andy off and on again? <laughs> Couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Reboot Andy. <laughs> Days oh, of wine and roses. Well Chelsea, beyond though. rebooting, I'm afraid, lads. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, you listen to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talks. Is this Martin's music or your music on a Sunday? I can't make up my mind. <laughs> it's funny, when I'm listening, and I do listen to this show, Andy, I'm not saying, I don't, I don't want to sound surprised, <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> but when I hear this, I, I do sort of have a slight jolt and think, am I... Is it I'm, Sunday? I'm on. Right? <laughs> Turn and, and to, to talk to a dour Irishman, but then he's not there normally in the week. Uh, no, I think it's Martin's music. Martin it is. Kellner, this it is, is your music. Yes, and I could be a dour Irishman if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, you be... Just be yourself, right. Martin. Uh, the week on Sporting TV, I hope littered with uh, references to uh, bygone days that are even... Oh, uh, yeah, I've got one of those. Oh, yeah, great. I'll be watching the big match revisited. <laughs> oh, fantastic. But we'll start with something. I'd like to do the council TV from time to time. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I'm down with the kids streaming everything. So I was watching on uh, on Netflix, uh, I think, all the Game Changers. OK. Um, which is uh, it's a bizarre documentary. All sorts of people uh, involved and put on the production credits. Lewis Hamilton. It says produced by Lewis Hamilton, oh, no, Novak Djokovic, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan. Well, they all produced it um, or they did different things. Sound man. God knows what they did, but they're all on the... It says produced by all those people, including James Cameron. James Cameron of Titan. Fame and all those other people as well. And it starts off, it says, the statements expressed in this film are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Right. Because I normally right. go to Arnold Schwarzenegger if I need any professional <laughs> medical <laughs> advice. Yeah, He's the first port of call, you know, especially with the NHS having a bit of a crisis, so uh, go to Arnie. Um, so, because I didn't, had no idea what it was about, but basically it's about the benefits that a plant-based diet uh, can give you in terms of sport so they interviewed loads of uh, american footballers Uh, and the whole thing was presented by a guy called James Wilkes, who, if you know MMA, UFC, all that stuff, no. he was a welterweight champion okay. at one stage. Described himself as a combatives expert. That's right, what he's okay. described as in the thing. And it starts off in Camp Pendleton, uh, which is sort of American Marines, Navy SEALs, that sort of thing. Mm. And he's training them. And he's saying, like, if someone comes at you with a knife, this is what you do. Right. Well, show them a and, plant book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here's a yes. chrysanthemum. <laughs> 
Yeah, get, a, get a Greg's steak bake and shove it straight in her face. No, he says, if someone comes at you with a knife, and he shows various mm. techniques and what he can mm. do, and he says, nearly all the techniques I teach are banned in mixed martial arts. Right, wow. I'm showing you the most effective and damaging moves in a real-life situation. And whenever I see anybody doing all that, you know, this is how you can kill a man with just one, you know, with on twist of your wrist or whatever. I always think of Gareth in the office. You know, he strikes me as, you know, this is how I know how to kill a man. These moves are banned. He says, it's life or death for these guys. Um, so he does the whole thing together. And there's various um, doctors they have. Uh, but he, his dad, it's one of those things where his dad made home movies of it. You know, his dad was a home movie enthusiast. Okay. So it's great. You get loads of stuff of him growing up. And uh, his dad... Um, because he, he was a lively child. He looked to me as though he had... Uh, that, he had Daisy ate meat. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was when he was a kid and he was still eating chicken nuggets. Right. So he was, you know, he was a lively kid. He had trouble at school and all that. And his dad explained how he got him sort of calmed down. And he took him to do this very... And I, I missed the name, but it was a very tough style of karate. Or, or as Kramer would say, karate. <laughs> yes. So he's showing a very tough style of that. And Bruce Lee was his big hero, became a uh, welterweight champ. But, I mean, the evidence there, if it was... A, that's the problem, because mm. presumably the doctors that they got were all the doctors who absolutely uh, believed in a plant-based mm. diet. Mm. So, therefore, I mean, they showed you... They went to Ephesus in Turkey. Oh, you yes, know I know Ephesus, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, All right, so they went to ancient, Ephesus. Ancient ruin, yeah. quite near sort of Bodrum and Gumbet, where people would go for, for 18 to 30s parties. Yes. Yes. yes, I've been there, not for an 18 to 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Bodrum. Glad to hear went, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get thrown out. I don't believe you can do that these days. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they went to Ephesus in Turkey, which reminds me of the um and the, the, there was only like about two minutes of film there but it reminded me of the monty python sketch where they said we've come to kingston in jamaica to show just how expensive it can be to make these documentaries um, so the, the, did arnold schwarzenegger you know what he's a dr schwarzenegger dr schwarzenegger live on a plant-based diet yeah. i'm apparently yes. he is what, now? now yeah he is now is that's he? what he's saying right okay. he's, he, he weighs the, about 10 stone that's really thin well no they were they were showing it's actually, uh, it, there is some basis in this. There's a lot of sports oh, when they're going of, for this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a load of science in it. And there was, they, they had one of these strongman uh, guys, a guy called Patrick Baboni, and I'm not familiar with him, and I'm always watching strongman mm. contests. But he was saying how he was 110 um, kilos, and he'd gone up to 130 kilos. So he was now stronger and bigger. Apparently, if you, if you drink beetroot juice before <laughs> training... Um, you'll be able to bench press 19% more weight. Really? Yes. How, how much, much, much no, no, beetroot juice? I, I, I He's done this. Yeah, I, I found this. It's, it's powdered. And you just put, dilute oh. it in water. And I have it before a workout. And, uh, <laughs> I, do well, I didn't and have it this morning because I thought, oh, it makes this vile. Well, <laughs> does it make you pee go purple? You, what, yes. It does, yeah. Right. What are you benching It has other effects, but I won't go into <laughs> What are you that. benching up? Are you benching 200 kilos? Are you, <laughs> yeah, are you, much, you yeah. go to Tokyo, the weightlifting for the Olympics, and you've had your beetroot juice. <laughs> I think I might. Sorry to sound cynical. Yeah, mm. uh, those other effects that it has, which we're not mentioning, um, there's a whole section about that. They get three... Uh, American footballers 
and mm-hmm. they they do an experiment with them some on a plant-based diet some on a meat diet and that sort of thing and they prove or this doc uh, proves that you can maintain a state of tumescence slightly longer with a plant-based diet oh really uh, yeah mm. that's that's what they say oh, that's um, gonna be good yeah they have go. little they have little graphics to illustrate <laughs> the sales of beetroot <laughs> no, no end of good this weekend that's how it works but anyway that was mildly amusing that sounds great um, well that's good yeah. yes so they what's like, that called again start. it's called game changers game changers and right. it's on uh, netflix right okay turning to um turning to council tv or sort of council tv uh, on uh, sky sports that was a shame because i was going to take the mic out of paul who used to do a show at uh, 10 o'clock 10 30 you're on sky sports you were on yeah. sky, sky sports. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. you done that as well no um, i never did that one no. no 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 that was um, too serious for me i think yeah well there's always a, a problem with that slot because you know the, you've had the football it was on after the one that i watched this week mm. was jackie oatley it was on after the villa match the debate the I debate. did pilot for the debate with Barry and Merce and they said, do what you do on the radio. So halfway through the show, I did a Q&A from Twitter and asked Merce if he'd rather forks for hands or spoons for feet. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, what I didn't get the gig. you didn't get the gig. <laughs> I can't understand was, that. But the thing was, Merce, Merce, who's brilliant, took it seriously. He went, well, am I walking on sand? Because that makes a difference. It was a great bit of television oh, that someone should shame. dig up. Yeah, I know. Damn them. It's not on YouTube. No. Well, I don't think it ever made the But anyway, I t- the problem I have with the debate is that because they're trying to... And, and that's what the problem with all those shows that are on after everything's been on and we've had mm. all the punditry, etc. It was, A, sometimes finding something to talk about. Um, but also the fact that because they're not doing the usual setup with a couple of people on the sofa and one person uh, presenting, so you've got the presenter and then you've got, in this case, who was uh, Jackie Oatley, the one I mm. watched, and then you've got Steve Sidwell, who was one of the pundits... And then you've got Alan Smith, who was the other pundit. And I, I, I think Alan Smith especially, a very good pundit. But, yeah, brilliant bloke. Isn't yeah, it? I think a lovely bloke. But I, I think it just looks odd because when uh, Jackie's talking, the other two are staring straight at the camera. So you've got three people and they've got nothing mm. to do. It's rather like being in an old music Hollywood musical, you know, where the guy's singing mm. and you have to it's just better, to it's, it's now they're not on high chairs because in one of the last years at Sky, they put me on one of those high chairs. And you can't genuinely, in a TV studio, it really matters if you're relaxed mm, or not. Yeah, and, yeah. and when you're on a high chair, you know, I was sitting next to Murphy, he was just trying to breathe in and you're all there going, God, it's, right, a, it's like a very this. odd thing about whether people are on chairs, they're on stools. I was watching the NFL last week and all the Sky presenters were standing. Mm. I don't get that either. I don't see... It's so unrelaxed to watch three blokes... I'd rather have standing stand. you than like sitting standing, on high stools. I'm not so a fan of standing. Standing for a whole NFL game is hard. Wearing, well, they obviously aren't standing during the game. <laughs> they stand up when they when it goes to a break and they have to speak. But, you know, I, I also I think guests, guests looking at the camera always looks odd to me. When Eddie mm. and Steve-O used to do the rugby league, mm. they would look... You know, Eddie mm. would say something to Steve and Steve would look straight at the camera, which I always thought was Yeah, that was, was, was a bit odd, good. yeah. It was. I Steve think should was be good looking at the, He was good. I miss Steve. Um, yeah, I miss Steve as well. Um, rugby League, as we've mentioned, has got mm. a real problem with TV. Um, but, yeah, I, I, so obviously they talked about Manchester United, which is the big topic of conversation at the moment because United are, all, are always a topic of conversation. Yeah, and but they were the, poor in the week, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And Alan Smith was saying, well, you know, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's a two-year problem. 
project and you know the fans have to understand it's a long-term project and that and i thought uh, you know i thought you can't explain that to fans can you that it's a two you know that in two or three years mm. um you know it, it'll work you know it's rather like a, a russian in a meat queue you know living on cabbage <laughs> soup and you say it's well, a plant-based diet it's just a plant-based diet that's <laughs> true but uh, you know you're saying to them, we've got a five-year plan you know well, a five-year plan's not much fun if you're uh, eating cabbage soup unless you're on a plant-based diet in which case you can um keep your tumescence longer uh, one more one more quick one martin yeah i watched um th this again would have been interesting to pull as a spurs fan but i watched the uh, the big match revisited which they play on bt sport oh, I those, oh, it's great fun um and it was the weekend that billy nicholson retired as uh, spurs manager it's one there for the teenagers uh and they had an, an interview with uh, brian moore and billy nicholson uh which just the interviewing style from 1975 mm. it seems like you know the middle you know when you used to well, whatever it was that uh, harry enfield used to do you know with a hello today <laughs> those sort of <laughs> yeah, things and you look at some of 75 which just me and andy was sort of it's quite it's modern like yesterday. <laughs> it's, like, yes, it's quite modern and you look at it it's like you're looking at sort of wartime propaganda films with me now billy nicholson hello brian hello billy <laughs> And yeah, it's just, no, I know. It's, it's all changed, doesn't it? Oh, it's changed so I much. I like those games because I can I never... Love them. I can never... No, it's like live sport for me. I can never remember. Exactly. When they, they, they played um, one of the... During lunch of one of the, in the test match, they played, you know, South Africa. It was Graham Onions trying to hold mm. out for a draw, and I was mesmerised. I couldn't remember what happened. No, they yeah. did very well. I was, what happened is great. I was so pleased with You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.